Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we dust off our very well-used Bibles that have not been touched in a while and uh, try to figure out why they were teaching this to us as small children. I'm Tori, I'm a former evangelical, formerly was, I was homeschooled. I always want to be really clear about that. I'm not a homeschooler. I get yelled at a lot by homeschoolers on Twitter for things like kids should have rights to education, etc. So not not super popular in that corner of the internet, for sure. And trying to, yeah, decompress from 30 years of thinking that everyone who didn't agree with me specifically was going to burn in hell forever. So this is much nicer, much less stressful. Also have a co-host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Justin. Um, you know, yeah, dusting off my Bible as well. Um, mine was very well used because I used it every week for my job, but now I don't anymore. I'm actually, I don't even know where my Bibles are. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I might need to buy one for this podcast. Goodwill. Goodwill. Buy one at Goodwill (laughs) because it'll be like 250. And yeah. And there might be some funny notes in there about, I don't know, spiritual warfare. See, here's the thing though. I am. I am just not deconstructed enough to kind of believe in like bad juju kind of thing, you know, like is this okay. someone else's okay. like used Bible. I don't, I don't know who prayed over this, I, you know, what are you, I, I, I guess know. you're concerned about evangelicals cause you're not concerned about Satanists praying over it. So. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> like, if we could have a Satanist cleanse a Bible and mail it to me. <laughs> if anybody would like to do that, who's listening, you can send it to, Go Home Bible, P.O. Box 666. That's our P.O. Box number, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. Hell, Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, we're like, hell yeah, Michigan. Um, hell yeah. I don't know why I said that. I have no attachment to Michigan. Yeah. Well, there is. I, I, maybe you don't know this, but there is a town in Michigan called Hell, Michigan. But why is it called that? That's I have dumb. no idea. But there's, you know, the jokes and the memes about hell freezing over. I see. I see. Yeah. That must have been a Scandinavian thing. Maybe it was supposed to be like Helsinki, but they couldn't spell it. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. But it's H-E-L-L, not the H-E-L. So I don't know. Who knows? Perhaps there was just a bog there. That Satan works vaguely... in mysterious ways, as they say. 
a sulfurous bog was nearby. And they're like, oh, this is like, oh, I've been near those. I've been near those. Those are kind of scary. Yeah. Kind of spooky. Well, there's a, there's a, near where I grew up, there's a town called Yellow Springs. And it's, it's actually a pretty cool little hippie town, honestly, but the, the water is very sulfurous. Yellow. It's, yeah, it's, it's yellow. <laughs> that's, that's a special thing to grow up with, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so, uh, fun geology lesson. Geology. Geology, geography. So, well, speaking of the earth, I suppose. And this, this, by the time this podcast comes out, this won't be timely. People will have moved on, but in our current state, we have not, or maybe actually we already have moved on, which, you know, is, is the whole discussion about aliens because allegedly, credibly, allegedly, what's it a, a semi credible allegation? I don't know. Like, huh? Yeah. yeah someone, yeah, someone true. who works, worked at the unknown aerial phenomenon department of the Pentagon has said that we have, we have tried to reverse engineer unidentified technologies and have, what is the exact quote? Um, non, we have recovered, the U S government has recovered non-human biologics, which doesn't feel like a scientific term because non-human biologics would be most biologics. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not, that's not clarifying anything like non-human as in like not from earth. Mm-hmm. That would, that would be more clarifying language. Yeah. Non-terrestrial or human unidentified biological material that might be biologics came with with some of these recoveries were they human or non-human non-human there we go that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge of the program that i talked to yeah Um, non-human biological material or biologics um i I don't know i'm not a scientist but that non-human biologics does not seem like a term but (laughs) i yeah (laughs) Anyway, um, so it's it's um, I mean, it it's actually interesting because there's been these, you know, these UFO videos that have come out and I've seen some of them like the the Navy footage of, the you know, the pilots that are like, what the hell are we flying next to? You know, or mm-hmm. it almost looks like whatever it is, is like toying with them. Like mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, again, like these, you know, those are credibly real, but like it doesn't point you to what the phenomenon actually is. And so it's interesting to think about. I think it's, I think the funny thing is, is it's just the utter apathy. Like, I mean, I remember growing up in the nineties, X files. I grew uh-huh. up in Dayton, Ohio, which is right near Wright Patterson air force base. So there was like so mm. much like UFO lore and, mm-hmm. you know, like about hangar 13 or whatever is what, you know, it's like, it's, you know, there's a UFO in there, you know, like it's, so it was in the air like a lot. And so I remember thinking, like, well, if if it's ever announced, this is going to be big news, right? But it's like, anytime there's a new UFO, whatever, alien announcement from like government officials under oath, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is which, if it is a lie, that's committing to the bit, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, definitely. and yeah, we're just like, uh, I don't care. I think there was one tweet that was like, are aliens going to cure inflation? Are they going to get me housing? Is is that going to make the rent go down? No, Uh I don't care. Uh Like, what are you, are you excited? I'm excited. I I am too. But it's also, it's like a, I don't know. I've been let down before. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking amazing. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I was sometimes allowed, I was allowed to watch some episodes of Star Trek with my dad. He'd like watch them the night that they came out and then he'd record it on the VCR on the rerun so that he could cut all the commercials and all of the like sexy parts. <laughs> Star Trek feels kind of inherently unsexy to me, like, like yeah. the next generation a little bit. Deep Space Nine, like they don't feel like super sexy shows. But Mm-mm. anyway, um, yeah. So I have, I've definitely been really, really fascinated by the idea, the concept of aliens, and like I think that growing up in evangelicalism, especially, it was like, oh, if we ever were to find out that these things are real, like that would break everything. Like yeah. all of their theology would be like down the tubes so to speak um yeah because the bible does not account for any of this like like i don't even know like wait a second is there is there a verse in isaiah that said that the like or another prophecy that was about like jesus preaching the gospel to other worlds or am i conflating that with like the book of mormon (laughs) no like well I, there's Jesus does say like I have um ah shoot I basically the, I'm gonna paraphrase it I don't know the exact quote but it's essentially I have flocks that you aren't aware of oh okay okay and which I, I have heard I have heard evangelicals take that to mean that there are essentially Christian communities on other planets. Oh um, my God, Justin, Justin, Justin. If they like, if the aliens show up and they have little, they're wearing little crucifixes or something, I'm going to like, I'm not going to make it. I'm sorry. I'm I just, see. I'm, I want them I'm to come. It. And so I don't want this, but <laughs> a part of me kind of wants this for them to come and like to share their religion. And it's like, just like Christianity, but they call it something else. And evangelicals flip the fuck out because it's like, it's not the name of Jesus. It's the name of like, you know, whatever, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) it's not real. Their theology is, is awful. They're demons. And they're like trying to spread the love of, you know? Yeah. Oh God. That's so, that's so funny. No, I, I do. That was uh, before we started recording. I was like, oh, this would actually make Mormon theology like a lot more solid because Mormon theology does talk about like Mm -hmm. people living on other planets and like having their own worlds and like people going to other planets to to preach the gospel. So like that's Mormonism ends up being true. Like (laughs) the rapture happened and all the Mormons are gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I. I wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. (laughs) I will say though, like Mormon hell is just like really upgraded earth, which sounds perfect. I, you know, like if it's like Star Trek earth, I'm fine. Right. Right. It's just like (laughs) sparkly earth. I, which I'm like, okay, actually maybe I should convert. Yeah. I want to go to hell. hell. I'm like, what's the, what's the, what's the, like, what's the path to like Mormon hell? That's where I want to go. Yeah, we're all single and we live on a better planet. Going to the telestial, telestial kingdom. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to build the telestial kingdom on Earth. Um, <laughs> oh, you get to go fuck aliens. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll, just, I'll just be here in hell. Yeah. So the evangelical response that I've seen so far 
Well, I mean, there's the whole like, I mean, normally evangelicals are like, oh, interesting, you know. Normal evangelicals. <laughs> yeah. But the evangelical influencers I've seen, I've got, have punted straight to demons. Clearly. And it's not just one. I mean, they're the one that got the most, I think, traction was this one by, I don't even know who she is, but this one person on Twitter was a sizable following, but, but I've seen it other places too, where it's like, oh, these are demons or this is, this is a trick of the devil to, I've even, I did read today. I read it today. It was, it was, you know, rotted my brain, but. That, you know, people are like, well, this this is, you know, Hollywood and the media or, you know, they're all the same in their eyes. What's next? The Jews? Like, yeah, the, what, yeah, where are you yeah. going with this? The space Jews. Um, <laughs> the space are, Jews. Yeah. No. Um, they, uh, <laughs> gosh, they're basically trying to desensitize us to aliens so that we will end up mating with them. But they're really demons. So... I was like, I was like, first off, like most aliens that I've seen, the whole like grays thing, they're like pretty smooth down yonder. So mm-hmm. like I don't, they're, they're genitalia less, which I, I would imagine the evangelicals would prefer. Yeah. Um, they'd be fine with this. Kind of like the Barbie movie. Barbie like, can. You, totally. You'd think, you'd think that they would be for this, but whatever. So there's that. And yeah, like they're like, and then it's like, well, it's demons. Like, is it demons that are tricking us? Does it, do they, does the Pentagon have like demons jailed down below? <laughs> like, um, like, I, I don't see that's, this is just where like, these are the questions I have. Like, I mean, th- this is why I couldn't be an evangelical. Cause it's like, they would make these preposterous claims. And then I would start thinking like, okay, so it is demons. So we have demons. Like, can we see the demons? What's the next like, logical step? No, it's okay. Yeah. But Justin, how do you detain a demon? Like they, but they would say like I know that because I grew up in like uh, the wackadoo fundamentalist Pentecostal side of things. That like people would straight up say like, "Oh, you're you can have sex with de- uh, people with vaginas." To the mm-hmm. extent of my knowledge, can have sex with demons that they can't see. True. Awesome. Well, there are there are both incubi and succubi. So, I so don't, I don't know if that's biblical. Well, I suppose that's true. <laughs> that's a little extra biblical, I suppose. But yeah, and then you know, people with vaginas can also have sex with non-fallen demons, and they there's nephilim. Facts. So, and then the nephilim and then we can get fuck the anybody. And then we get the flood. Yeah, but the nephilim are still around we've we have covered this extensively they're the phoenicians yeah they're the phoenicians and the the, ammonites yeah and maybe the philistines basically anyone that was bigger than the israelites were (laughs) that were nephilim um so Uh yeah I, i mean yeah. Do you remember when this was a couple of years ago? But the the former head of the Israeli space agency was like, "Oh no, we're in contact <laughs> with aliens." Yeah. Like, and I guess here's my thing. Like, I mean, I, 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 like, why are people like why are like people relatively high up in our government, or at least in the intelligence community, mm-hmm. like, are saying these things, right? Like, and the few people that I know that have worked in intelligence, it's pretty drilled in your head. You don't say things. Oh, yeah. You don't you don't talk. 
And so like, and that's where I'm like, are like, what is it that you get? Like, it's not like this guy's get making money mm-hmm. saying this really mm-hmm. could. I mean, if it is real and he's breaking the law, you know, like, yeah, I mean, no, I like my understanding of it is it's low key severance, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, yeah, what happens at work stays at work. Like, yeah. we will put you in jail for sharing state secrets. Uh, oh, man. Unless you're severance, Trump. like the US government would do that in a heartbeat. Right. For these intelligence guys. Right. And gals and other people. No, I, I, I don't know. It is. It, that's that's what's interesting to me. I guess for me, the two things that are most interesting because I'm all, I'm kind of paranoid about this. I'm not paranoid. That's not the right word. But like, I, I feel a way about the fact because my my oldest has very recently gotten into Star Trek, so this is going to be like a years long autism obsession. I'm <laughs> buckle up, girding my loins. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I feel like there is, even though the premise is like really inclusive and and broad and like we're trying to everybody's trying to work together it's still really like earth centric like it's just got a lot of Mm -hmm. main character syndrome of like well obviously like the the federation headquarters like that's on san francisco of course yeah obviously like hello and so just just stuff like that i'm like okay so where where are the other where are the other countries with like pieces of alien ships yeah, to like we shoot them down, like yeah, that's the like, and my, and also like, if you have the technology to get here from another star or whatever, like or another solar system galaxy, like you're not crashing, like that's not happening. We don't have a weapon that's going to take you down. You know what I mean? Like, there's just not, no, <laughs> like. You're leaving that shit on purpose or somebody's lying. Like that's, you know, like that's mm-hmm. the, to me, you're not going to just be like, unless, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's alien teenagers that took daddies, you know, it's a joy ride. It's a joy ride, you know, perhaps they got, in, they got in the family off some kind of uh, like spaceship. Yeah. Jupiter gas. And yeah, I just, so there's just a lot of like, there's enough to, I, I think that's why people aren't going crazy because there's, there is enough. People don't want to believe this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is an intrusion in my life. Having to deal with aliens is an intrusion right. right now. Right. And so there are enough holes, certainly, that you're like, nope. But which I feel like that's a healthy response to be like, eh, no. But mm-hmm. to be like, well, if this is true, it undermines my theology. So uh, it's got to be aliens, I guess. <laughs> or it's got to be demons, I gotta guess. Got to be demons. It's got to be demons. And because demons put dinosaur bones in the ground, so demons can put aliens in the sky. Okay. Once again, I would just like to point out the demons are doing all the fucking work. Like, where is Mm -hmm. God? Why is he not pulling his weight? This is ridiculous. Like, Satan is busy and God is in a coma. Like, what is going on here? Like, where's I feel like we're they're told us like worship the wrong dude almost because yeah. like the dude we're supposed to follow does jack shit. Meanwhile, Satan like you, has a fucking agenda. Yeah, you want to worship the Protestant work ethic? You need to worship the devil. <laughs> truly, like, truly, like God does nothing. Yeah, like I mean, and imagine for yourselves, like, like, and and I was always told like, well, it's because God, you know, wants us to 
love him. Like doesn't want to like doesn't want to woo us. Doesn't want to like. But, like, yes, that's you do. What you, but that's what you do when you love somebody. <laughs> you like treat them kindly. You you know remind them that you exist occasionally. Don't leave them to be genocided or starved to death. And if someone Typically, else comes in and outworks you, like you don't just like kick back and be like, "Oh, this is just a test to see if I'm they so really I'm, love me." It's like, I'm sorry, it's five p.m. in heaven. There's nothing yeah. I can do. I'm off the clock. Sorry. Maybe the God devil's... has a really good union. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nope. God did, I did God's all my his work. own union. I did That's all my work. I'm I'm punching out. Mm-hmm. Out of office. I created this place. It's enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Satan's doing all the work. For sure. Make it make sense. I can't. You can't. You can't. So, so I mean, aliens would be nice, but it's probably demons, and demons work harder than God. That's a t-shirt idea right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly. Like, look at all those fucking dinosaur bones. That's a lot of work. And the variety of dinosaurs, like we're still we're still learning. Yeah, yeah, we're still finding new ones. So they really they really like put the time in, put the effort. Mm-hmm. Way more impressive than whatever the fuck God is doing right now. Yeah. More creative, more innovative, more interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, I'm kind of just tired of waiting around for God to do literally anything. Fair. Yeah. So um yeah, regardless of what these aliens are, that you know, they probably work harder than God. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, doesn't that technically mean that God loses? Just a thought. Yeah, love, love does not, in fact, win. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because you say you're on the loving side doesn't mean you just de facto win. You got to work. Mm-hmm. You got to work. Mm-hmm. You got to work. Yeah. Man, I think one of the yeah, then that's interesting because it's like obviously one of the worst forms of love is when someone claims to love you and then does the opposite of that. Yes, like, like that's one of the most harmful things a person can experience, mm-hmm. um, especially a person with no power. Which in this scenario is all of us <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to God. <laughs> so, yeah, once again, we are presented with a. Very interesting situation that the Lord has either no ability or no intention of fixing. Mm-hmm. That or he was God like, stuff. hey, I have no plan on coming back. Can y'all aliens take care of these motherfuckers? Like, it's like, I'm wiped. I'm wiped. I already tried to kill them with a flood once. And then yeah, I like, made this done stupid the, I've done mistake. this twice. I've done this twice. I made a stupid mistake of promising that I wouldn't do it again. (laughs) God doesn't have any sunk cost going on. (laughs) He's just like, I'm out. Out. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, man. So, so that was one thing that happened this week. It was another thing that happened this week. And which this one's kind of timeless, I suppose. I'm not going to name names, but. Yeah, I still don't know who this is about. (laughs) No, I'm not going to name names because it's not. It's fine. It's, it's not, not relevant. But because because honestly, by the time this airs, there will be another one is, you know, this whole thing about straight people coming out as affirming and as a straight person who became affirming from evangelicalism. I get it. I get it. It's a journey for you. 
it's a tough journey. I mean, I'll admit that it's an achievement, you know, just like deconstructing, you know, Andrew Seidel, friend of the pod, who was, you know, lifelong atheist, like he, he, he talks very encouragingly about people that deconstruct and people that change their minds. Like it is an achievement. It's, it is work. Like, so I'm not going to, I don't want to take away from that. Okay. But you're not coming out. Like that's, that's like, you're not coming out of the closet. You're not like, it's not the same. It, and I even say superficially, like internally, it feels like feels mm. the same you know mm-hmm. like you can easily draw those conclusions but it's like wait buddy it's not the same <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like and it's just and and the problem for me i think is that it can kind of come out like it, and you made a good distinction because there was a twitter thread a couple several twitter threads honestly but like and you made this good distinction and i'm trying to make it too like it's it's when it's comes when it's done for accolades when it's done for like hey check me out look at this journey look how look at mm-hmm. this crowning achievement of my deconstruction and then queer people kind of become props mm-hmm. for like my journey you know especially because this one particular one it was like this person you know cited that their sources or whatever or the reasons they deconstructed it was like you know like a decade-long friendship with queer people i'm like motherfucker it took you 10 years you know <laughs> Like mm-hmm. to like of friendship. Like, I mean, when I deconstructed this, I knew no gay people, mm. you know, really wow. like, so it's like, yeah, like, so you knew you people sat with you and you saw them and you engaged with them like on a human level for 10 years, <laughs> you know, like, and, that, and that's where it's like. And again, there is no timeline on growth. I get it. But it's like at at that, like, I I don't know. It just, there's things that don't sit right with me about this whole phenomenon. And I've seen, and and now there's like people that get book deals. Like, and I know pastors that have gotten book deals for becoming affirming. And Mm -hmm. there's a couple, there was a couple different churches that have had documentaries done on them about their Mm. journey to becoming affirming communities and it's like and there's not like and there's like barely any queer people from the community interviewed Mm. and it's like this feels this feels performative or or the way we're doing it feels performative even if you're not meaning to be performative i'm like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna assume that i know someone's motives but Mm -hmm. it it just it doesn't feel right as a straight person it doesn't feel right and i i would imagine as a queer person it also doesn't feel right and so I don't just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think using that language is like that's kind of that's kind of a, a like baby steps sort of no no situation of mm-hmm. like don't co opt the language of the people you're you know ostensibly trying to support. Yeah, don't use the people you're trying to support as props. Again, like just really extreme main character syndrome happening, right? When mm-hmm. and I know we all struggle with this. Right? This is like a very normal human bias that all of us have, right? So like I'm not not trying to be like pointing fingers and like hella judgy and whatever. But you know, it being aware of being aware of your biases is uh good. It's a net good for humanity. <laughs> and like recognizing this, like, oh, yeah, I'm not the main character here, especially in this particular story. Um, you know, one of the things that I said, because, you know, performative was very much the word that came to mind for me, at least the other day, you know, it really reminds me of whenever somebody's like, well, I'm a good person. 
And it mm-hmm. just occurred to me just now that it's literally always cis men who say this. It's like, I'm a good guy. <laughs> like in somebody's like yeah. Bumble bio or whatever. It's like hella red flags. Because if you have to announce it, then like that means to me that you know your actions are not in alignment with whatever it is that you're saying. So it's it's an argument. <laughs> like it's an argument you're having with yourself and you're trying to prove it to other people by just like making this blanket statement. And I don't think we're really allowed to say like, uh, no, you're fucking not actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like maybe you're a growing person. That would be that would be good, right? Like I'm I'm definitely like very here for growth. And that's, you know, that's like what I what I said the other day. It was like if you're if you have changed your mind, which you know, I, like I feel like my journey and this was very different because one, it, like as soon as I was out of high school, I had gay friends. Um, you know, I, and I think some of it was just like being in Portland and like maybe there was something about me that was like queer coded before I really understood. Like I knew, I knew I was, I knew I was at least bisexual by the time I was 19. And yeah. So for me, it was always, the argument was always the other way, right? Of like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to convince myself to not be affirming, right? Because it's like, I see these people. I know these people. I'm friends with these people. It's not like what I was told growing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, like, I know we, this the, This is the language that I used at the time. would not use this language now because I don't struggle with it. I enjoy it. But I'm like, I know that this is something I struggle with too, right? Like, being sexually attracted to women, people who are not cis men, was very much something I was cognizant of. Like, really, really early i think for for somebody in my condition like somebody in my position i feel like i kind of parsed that out pretty quickly um and i knew that it wasn't something i chose right it's like you don't choose to feel attracted to or like aroused by some some random person who's walking down the street right like that's not a conscious Mm -hmm. choice you're making for most of us right and like for some people it doesn't work that way and i i get and respect that but you know, for, for people for whom it does, whatever that situation is, it's like, um, I'm not, I'm not choosing to feel this way. Like I know, I know this is wrong, you know, in Bible quotes, uh, or sinful. Right. So it's not, it wasn't a choice that I made. It was just something that I kind of felt like, I guess I just have to like go through life like this. So when my friends would come out to me, I would like not trying to like jump on them or whatever, but I also be like, I kind of get it because, like, I I feel somewhat similarly to you, and like, but again, like my Christian friends are coming out to me because I was the fucking safe one, mm-hmm. right? And that was the energy that I was putting out. I didn't have to go out and announce like I'm a safe person. You can tell me, like, you can tell me if you're gay. You can tell me if mm-hmm. you're trans. It's fine. Like, I never fucking had to announce that. Like, people could and like smell it on me. This is actually like, just, fascinating. Yeah gravitated towards me because when i did become affirming like i didn't i didn't announce it because i couldn't like my job was on the Mm, line like it's not like i couldn't announce it you know um even if i had wanted to but the number of people that came out to me after that Hmm. and the number of you know queer people that i knew because i did i should i did know a lot of queer people i just didn't know they were queer (laughs) Yeah, that is actually is fascinating because I would say the number of people that came out to me or at least that I knew that they said like, yeah, I'm, you know, this is who I am increased dramatically once I had kind of 
become the kind, you know, just like you just become this person. Like you, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just a, like a, not a gaydar, but a, a safe, a safe dar. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Maybe. Like there, maybe there's something seems like that. Safe. And, and so like, I, I think that that is a fascinating thing uh, that I hadn't quite put together, it, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, just, I guess it's one of the things of, of announcing versus just being, and, and I do, I do understand some of the pushback of like, you know, if someone, you know, if I don't even want to name names cause I don't want to give them fame, but just someone who's a, a famous transphobe. If, well, if there the, are many, if, we can't guess if, who you're talking about. If the turfy witch lady, um, <laughs> who wrote the one book, like if, if she suddenly became affirming of trans identities, I don't feel like she could do that quietly. Yeah. You know, like, right. I feel like there should be maybe an announcement, but the announcement would be, I'm sorry. And I'm going to make amends. And I'm basically going to let you guys like hold me to account mm -hmm. as long as you need to. But for like random Joe pastor, random Joe evangelical, <laughs> like why? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. especially when sometimes you peel back the layers and it's like, I, 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 to me, like if you're spending more than a couple years on this, like you've made a decision, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like if you're, if you're like, I'm wrestling in the nuance or I'm just really discerning. Okay. Right. You can do that for a few years. I realize there's a lot of internal barriers there, but it's like, we there are so many books and resources out now and so many gay people that are willing to walk you through this. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, why does it take you so long? Like it, it shouldn't, like it doesn't need <sighs> totally. to, I, you know, totally. I, again, when I was going through my journey, there were like, I think two books that were okay. They were still doing the side A side B thing. Mm. And, you know, and it's and it's like I was walking around like, are there any gay folk around? <laughs> like, you know, like um, I just feel like it's the, especially now the vibe is so much different, and I just mm -hmm. I I'm like, there's just there's so many resources out there. But yeah, I was feeling a way about it, and I I I just I especially when it comes to like getting financial benefit mm -hmm. or clout. For doing what I feel like is the bare minimum. It'd be kind of like me coming out as like, I'm not racist. That's what mm -hmm. I feel like it's what it should be now. Right. Like I should, I feel like it should be the default is when at least me as a straight person walks into a room, I should mm -hmm. just assume everyone is affirming. Right. You know, that should just be our right. baseline assumption that we, yeah. you know, and, and the baseline assumption that we should have about race. I mean, it's not true, but I mean, just like right. the baseline assumption is like, we're not racists. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to not be, we understand right. that it's wrong to be racist, you know, right. we're going to educate ourselves in the ways that maybe we still are. And, but like, I feel like that should be the baseline assumption. And then when you, then when you see someone that's not, it's like, oh, that's the weird one. They've announced that they're racist. Right. right. And I'm like, I feel like we should get to a point and we are probably maybe are at that point where it's like, we should just, the default assumption should be that you're fine with gay people. Right. Like, yeah. And then when you find someone that's not, it's like, oh, wow, you're homophobic. Mm -hmm. Like, we, mm -hmm. we've, we've found you. You've announced it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You've come out I, I as that. homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So the one thing that I was really kind of wrestling with yesterday, and this is really funny, and I, I posted something about how like loving for me, like as a non-believer, like don't have any like spiritual beliefs. I 
you know, I, I wrote an article, uh, an article, what the fuck? I, it's, I, it's a blog post. I wrote a blog post about- It's, a, it's um, an article, Tori. Just own it. <laughs> I wrote a piece. Say I wrote a piece. I, I do usually, I'll, I usually say like an essay or something, but um, about my neighbors who are occasionally, once or twice a week, extremely loud. And it's a little bit irritating. And I think that like, if, if I knew when it was going to happen, like maybe that would be easier. But what I shared is like loving, loving your neighbor is still how I like orient my personal, like ethical framework, despite not being a Christian. Right. But that actually Mm -hmm. requires something of you. Right. Like it requires you going, Oh, these people are people. They're playing music. They're having a really good time. Me shitting on that actually makes me the shitty person, right? Like me policing other people's joy makes me sus, to borrow my eight-year-old's word. And so the thing, but the thing that I was thinking about kind of under that umbrella of like, I still do use a lot of like Christian values. They're not Christian values because white supremacy is a Christian value. Um, Mm -hmm. I still use a lot of like Christ's teachings, I suppose, as a way to sort of orient myself in the world. And with this particular issue, I kept coming back to that verse where Jesus talks about like the shepherd goes off and like leaves the 99 sheep and goes and finds the one, right? And also kind of like the prodigal son of like the one person who's a big old piece of shit comes back and it's like, oh, we're going to throw a fucking party for you. And I'm not saying at all. I am not saying at all. Like, I do anti-racism work, like, for my fucking job. Like, I, I do not throw parties for people who, like, make it to, like, the bare minimum. But I do think there, for me at least, there was very much something there that, like, I needed to explore in mm-hmm. terms of, like, yeah, how do we address this? Because um, hopefully it does become more common that people change their minds on this shit. Yeah. Um and it's weird because it's like the t- I feel like the tide was kind of coming in for a while and like more conservative people, more conservative identifying people were becoming affirming. And now fewer of them are, 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 are affirming, which really fucking sucks. And yeah. it was very similar with like Black Lives Matter. There was like this whole rush of people that were like, yeah, really support this cause. And then like over time, like this support has gone back out. And so for me, when I, uh, you know, again, when I see like a white person, like coming out as affirming, like my first thought is like, Oh, cool. So you're going to be really into this for like 18 months or a year, Mm -hmm. something like that. And then it's, and then you're just going to kind of be over it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like sometimes people like announcing their Enneagram type, you know, like they're really into the Enneagram for like six or eight months. And then it's just like, eh, it's fine. Like, so yeah, white cis het dudes that are like, I'm affirming. I love gay people, LGBTQIA. I can do all of them. But then it's like, <laughs> within like eight months later, it's like, eh, gay people. Well, like, yeah. And I mean, I think that this is another issue, like, especially with cis men and feminism, like, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, cis sure. men coming out as like feminism or like pro me too or whatever. Like, there's so many, there's so many places unfortunately where people can come out as being a just decent person just like treating other people as people um Mm -hmm. because in our context that is kind of astounding again i'm not like trying to throw a party but contextually it's like 
you know, we talk about this all the time, right? That evangelicals are better than their God. And that's kind of amazing, right? And like, Americans are better than the founding fathers. That's for fucking sure. Like, Mm -hmm. we're better than this country. And that's kind of amazing. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's not enough. We aren't there yet. And maybe that's kind of what it feels like is it's like, uh, you know, we're still we're still like doing this work. Like, why are you stopping to throw a party for yourself? Mm hmm. And again, I think that like throwing a party for yourself is kind of antithetical to community. And like, if we're not willing to like be in community and like be in the mess with people and like love our fucking neighbors when they annoy the shit out of us, why are, what work are you actually doing? Right. Anything that you're doing is for yourself anyway. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's my take. I said, I wasn't going to talk about this and then I changed my mind. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did for sure. And yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this some more, but I just wanted to, while it was, I think, fresh on both our minds, <laughs> get us to get it out there. And yeah, and just, you know, if you're a straight white dude, like, just just be the thing. Um, let someone else celebrate you. You know, like, that, that's just my my thought. Yeah, I mean, the celebration needs to happen in community with the people you're ostensibly supporting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. again, it's not about you, but you get to participate. You can be mm-hmm. there. You can whatever. Like, if you get invited to the cookout, if you you know, if you get invited to have a slice of cake, like, come party. Like, that's great. But yeah, like throwing yourself a party is is really kind. I think kind of antithetical to the work, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we're going to throw a little capitalism party, mm-hmm. and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the Ark of the Covenant, the ultimate party. <laughs> Killer. Anti-party? Anti-party? <laughs> I don't know. Well, something. We'll see. Something. All right, we'll be back. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back from that little capitalism break. If you would like to take your money out of capitalism and put it directly into the creators of this show's efforts, pockets, basically put it right into our microphones and our hosting fees. Um, (laughs) You can join us on patreon.com slash go home Bible. You'll get access to our discord. You can get a life verse, a couple other perks and things that we're hopefully going to cook up here in the next few months. And um, yeah, it's a great little community and We would love to have you be a part of it. If you would like to follow us on social medias, you can do so at go home Bible on the things. Um, And I am Justin dot or D Gentry on most of the things. Uh, Tori is Tori glass on the things Um, checks out. Um, I I have joined threads and blue sky recently. The, I I feel like this, this era of internet history will, this chapter will be called attack of the clones. Um, cause this is always weird Twitter clones popping up and which one's going to be it. Mm-hmm. And they're exhausting to me. Like I get on threads and I'm like, I have to build a following again. Like, 
Like, no, I'm just not. So I'm going to stay on Twitter till it dies. We're going to watch it die. Yeah, that's um, kind of what I've decided to. <laughs> and then I, I might, might just walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think that I'm going to stay on Twitter until until it dies, or like a shitter, as we're now calling it. Um, mm-hmm. Or X Xer Xter. The X, the whole X thing. I mean, sorry, Elon. Put Porn the exists. Back, and put the Christ back in Twitter, man. Put the Christ back in Twitter. Like, yeah, anything with X in front of it is probably not going to be a domain name you want associated with your social media. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, someone said if we post videos to Twitter, are they called X videos now? Um. So, yeah, you can uh, check us out on things. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Ark of the Covenant this week. And I'm just going to say, like, any new conspiracy theories you come across, I would just go ahead and take a drink because there are so many and so many odd, weird. I don't Yeah, we're, we're going to get into it. So do the thing. Take a drink. <laughs> so, uh... so I guess for those of you that don't know, maybe we should take a step back from the Ark and explain what the Ark of the Covenant is. Yes. Before we just dive into this. Yes. I mean, I think I think it's great. For those of you who have not seen Indiana Jones and whatever racist shenanigans he got up to. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> um, sorry, guys. Like those movies are like like the idea behind them is so great and they're so fucking racist. Of like there's a thing that exists in the world, which means white people get to have it. Yeah, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> like, um, that's called theft. Mm-hmm. It's actually like, I, one of the commandments. Yeah, but that's it's, it's in the ark. It's funny if you make the like not if you make the person with questionable motives fight Nazis, though they look great. That's true because you always look good compared to a Nazi. Pretty much. Even Nazis look great compared to Nazis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Ark of the Covenant was uh, God's little magic uh, magic box that he had the Israelites make while they were wandering in the wilderness, which again, like what kind of fucking crucible do you have to have to make a like child sized coffin, as I've heard it <laughs> referred to, uh, out of gold? <laughs> Um, because like, how are you doing this in the middle of the fucking desert? That seems really absurd to me. But so God does very conveniently tell them exactly how to make it almost exactly how to make it in Exodus 25. So thanks God. This was something that we needed to keep around for all of eternity. Yeah. (laughs) This information. So yeah. uh, How to make this box that is a one of a kind box that cannot be recreated. Right. And it's, it's got like, really well we'll 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 get to it it's got like really big magic so but the the details here's the thing like like the the details are a box the dimensions are box like (laughs) like that's but like the parts that are interesting like the cherubim on top no description other than cherubim like their wings touch in the middle yeah it's like that but that's that's all you're going to give us? Like, no no detailed description of what these cherubim look like? Like, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 of course just, not. Of course not. Um, but it feels what, like the final season of Game of Thrones. Like, we got great. It was great. And then at the end, it's like, eh, cherubim. Just put them on top. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, this isn't God isn't even halfway done when he starts with this. Like, we're we're in Exodus twenty five. So the ark is supposed to be made of acacia wood. It's supposed to be three, two and a half cubits uh, by length, and a cubit a half, cubit and a half by its breadth. So a cubit is approximately eighteen inches, or the length of your elbow to your wrist. Is that what you said? I thought it was like your elbow to like your middle finger or something. Yeah, that seems right. Elbow to the middle finger. Um, so you're supposed to, God says, overlay the acacia wood box with pure gold inside and outside, just so we're clear. And then it says you shall make a molding of gold around it. You should cast four rings of gold for it. Yeah. Yes. Is it cake? Um, cast four rings of gold for it and then, um, and put on, oh, hold on. And put them on its four feet. Interesting. Uh, two rings on the one side and two rings on the other. Thanks, God. That was helpful. Uh, you should make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark by them. Gold, mm. just so we're all on the same page, really fucking heavy, but not a like load-bearing material by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So why? Yeah, so the poles, it says, shall remain in the rings of the ark don't take out the poles, guys. Very clear. And then God says, you shall put into the ark the testimony that I shall give you. Um, and then it talks about like the mercy seat, which is the top of the box. And it's got two little angels on it. Yada, yada, yada. Nobody fucking cares, God. Why is this fucking in here? So that's that top part is called the mercy seat. And that's where God sits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very uncomfortable seat. Uh, very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable seat. And then it's, and God says, if you want to meet up, he sits on an angel's face. (laughs) I mean, John Piper wakes up every morning with the devil sitting on his face. So (laughs) this is not surprising, right? So God says, I will meet with you there. That's where you'll find me. Which means stay the fuck away from the fucking ark. Yes. You do not want to be found by God. I feel like Jonah can attest to this. And God's like, I will speak to you from the mercy seat, which is just me sitting on two gold angels for some fucking reason. Mm -hmm. Sitting on angel faces. Yes. So then the uh, contents of the box, the magic box, supposed to be a jar of mana, which we recall may or may not be quail shit. And it's supposed to have Aaron's staff, which makes me think Aaron was a very short person. Yeah, that, that's that's some fits. hobbit nonsense. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you. Aaron was a hobbit. Um, if it fits. Uh, it explains also- a lot, actually. <laughs> and the uh, the Ten Commandments, the second, the remake, the, the one that Moses had to do because he broke the first one because he was mad. The Ten Ten Commandments on the two tablets are also supposed to go into the Ark. And then from what I understand, and Justin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you're the expert here. uh, It was supposed to be covered in seal fur so that people wouldn't know that they were carrying a big golden box. Yeah. um... And I think that's so funny because it's just like, why are they carrying like a pile of skins? Yeah, um, I, I don't, I mean, the seal fur thing has, like... It could have been some other animal that they just didn't yeah, have a word for, I've, which is I've fine, heard, but still, I've like, heard, fur. I, th- I think here's the thing. This is what I'm going to say. 
I think the editorial position of this podcast is going to be that it was seal fur. <laughs> I mean, it's in the Bible, so mm-hmm. it can't be wrong. Yeah. I looked I, I looked this up. There are other interpretations, but I I will I will just say that I'm gonna just say, yep. That's what I'm gonna it's, it is. It was seal fur. Okay, so the Ark was then, the Ark of the Covenant was then supposed to be put into the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, which was a tent inside of a tent inside of a tent. And God liked killing people who came into the real small tent in the middle. So they had to wear bells on their clothes. So if the bells stopped ringing, they could then use a rope that was tied to the foot of the high priest and drag his dead fucking body out of there because God is just a murderous asshole and gets really bored and has, I don't know what is going on. I'm like, why do you want these three things in your magic box? Yeah, what are I, you going to do with him? And I haven't, I mean, perhaps this was common, but I haven't really heard this as a tradition in any other faith. What do you mean? Like where like, Oh, if you go before God as his high priest, the appointed person on this earth that in, according to the system he created, you um, still might die. You, you, he still might just kill you. Like, I don't. <laughs> I'm not I mean, aware of that either. I'm, I'm not aware of that in any other faith. I, no. I, I, again, I could be wrong. You're feel free to email us. Go home Bible at gmail.com. Um, I would love to know. Send me a peer reviewed article. I will, I will read it. Um, but it just feels like this, this is an aggressive deity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. It is very true. So, yeah, God, I don't know what he's doing in this box. This seems really annoying. Or, sorry, I, just, I don't mean annoying. It seems really boring. Like, I just couldn't imagine being inside of a box all day. And, like, yeah. my only entertainment is sometimes someone comes in and I get to kill them if I feel like it. <laughs> if, like, if, this is serial killer shit. If they displease me. This is like a this is like the most introverted serial killer mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like I don't, like, don't want to do any work, a, but I'm going to make you come to me for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to go out and find people, but I definitely want to kill people. Um, so, God needs blood. <laughs> Maybe he's so a I'm vampire. Gonna need, I'm going to need you That's to sprinkle some. He's got to be in the dark all the time. <laughs> he's got to be in that box. He is a very short vampire being carried around in this tiny box. Hobbit vampire. God is a hobbit yes. vampire. Oh my yes. fucking god. I hate this. I hate this so much. Why? Why Bible? I'm sorry. God is a hobbit vampire. Oh, <laughs> this god. is who leads me to drink. It leads, you know, but here's the thing. That that makes sense according to the lore. <laughs> No, it does. That's the problem. I got I got like an hour long lecture about Laura this morning for my 10 year old. So things are going great in my house, as you can tell. So then there was a then there was a moment that God has where he's like, bring me your shit. And um, it that was that was really interesting, right? So basically, the Lord institutes this whole the tithe essentially i maybe it wasn't the tithe maybe it was a different offering that they were supposed to that they're supposed to like give to the lord but god's like you need to give me some of your 
linens. You need to give me like your purple linens, your blue linens. You have to give me some of your gold. You have to give me some of your incense. You have to give me some of your spices. You have to da 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 da. And it's like this whole long list of oh my gosh, like God wants all this stuff. And I'm just like, this is like this is low key like a protection racket. <laughs> like God's mm-hmm. a gangster vampire hobbit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, all all vampires are gangsters. That's true. Like, okay, 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 just, fair. Yeah. But it's just like, you got to do all this stuff. I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm -hmm. I will kill you. (laughs) It's like, whose team are you on? I think that I think that God is just a really tacky uh, little little hobbit vampire dude who uh, Mm -hmm. can't be out in the sun (laughs) ever for any reason. And just, yeah, gets hungry. He's he's very hungry. This is, yeah, this is starting to be some, like, yeah, what we do in the shadows nonsense. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? This This could be a whole, it's its own whole show. Mm-hmm. It really could. <laughs> like, what is your, what is your problem, you fucking gremlin? Um, okay, so, this is all, this is all, it's all fun and games until um, the art gets stolen, which does happen in Second Samuel 6. Lots of shenanigans. That- well, because like, because the Israelites they bring it out to win a battle. Because it's their magic box, obviously. It's the magic box. I mean, even just you can't touch it. Even just the area denial alone, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's it's that's good tactics. Like, I applaud. You know, if you know, and and but the Philistines have no problem stealing it. Right. Like, it just so gets stolen real fast. How does that? How does that work? Maybe they just didn't touch it. Maybe they only touched the poles. Possibly. Maybe they knew. They heard the rumors. <laughs> they heard the rumors are true. <laughs> like the um, tiny little, the tiny little hobbit in there will kill you. Don't touch the box. <laughs> as long as you don't touch the box, you're fine. Oh um, man. So yeah, so they take the tiny hobbit to their place um, of worship. Yes. And, and apparently, the, the just misfortune abounds. Um, <laughs> And things go everything goes wrong everything that can go wrong and and yeah. more definitely goes wrong uh when 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 the the box gets stolen and yeah so the philistines then decide to return the ark because they're like this shit is not worth it like what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. es- essentially the uh <laughs> the philistines wherever they live their whole land was overrun by rats and they all started growing tumors. So sounds like, I don't know, maybe somebody was like drinking uranium or something. I don't know what was happening, yeah. but I mean, rats are associated in vampire lore. So this is still tracking. The okay. story's tracking. Okay, great. I love this. So yeah, God. And I imagine however- if you have a rat problem, you have a tumor problem. I feel like those <laughs> go hand in hand. Oh my gosh. I don't, I'm, so <laughs> so the philistines are like this box is not worth the trouble mm. we're gonna fucking send it back which is what the israelites should have done they should have been like no actually we're not taking that <laughs> yeah nope sorry you took it like no take back finders keepers so basically what they decided to do was they decided to just like hook uh put the ark on a wagon hook it up to two cows and then shove the cows out and hopefully they would wander in with the magic box to Jerusalem or somewhere thereabouts. And yeah, unfortunately the poor cat was, uh, 
then once they get back, got back to Israel, excuse me, were uh, then chopped up and given as a burnt offering to the Lord. So, <laughs> uh, but the but the um, the Philistines I'm free, returned. I'm free. <laughs> the Philistines returned God's box with golden tumors and golden rats. So that was nice of them, I guess. Yeah. One rat, one rat for every Philistine citadel, the Bible says. Yeah. Here's a gold rat. Merry here's Christmas. A gold, here's a gold tumor. <laughs> like, I think that's just a lump of gold. I know. I know. This right? Like, I don't, it's just gold. Yeah. It's just, it's just a just gold, gold nugget. Rocks. Uh-huh. No, this is like maybe put a little bit of a design on it or something. Mm. I don't know. Um, Perhaps they wrote the words tumor on it just to make it. This is supposed to be a tumor. Just so you know, just so you know, this is, yeah, tumor, t- tumor time. Yeah. <laughs> so where does the art go? It goes to Abinadab, I think. Anyway, two of Abinadab's sons start to this is actually i believe many years later two of Benadab's sons are like okay let's get this shit back to jerusalem we don't need it here during the journey the cart started to fall the ark started to fall off when one of the oxen stumbled uza yeah i think it's uza i don't know, just, I don't know why he... i just that fell out of my brain in terms of how to pronounce it uza being a responsible human person who didn't want god to get hurt by falling off of his box reached out to catch the ark which now that I'm thinking about it, how do you do that? It's a gold box. But um, anyway, he died. God was like, no touchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that the box then just stays on the ground for a while. Apparently it was on the land of a man called Obed-Edom who had really good luck in the stock market while, while the Ark was on his property. And so then King David is like, all right, we got to get this thing all the way back here. So Ark gets back to Jerusalem. David throws a party because obviously he like David liked to dance. That's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go check out our David dancing video with Transvangelical for the full deets on that one. Uh, sorry, episode. You said video, and I was like, "Oh my oh, god, I we see. have a David dancing video." What no, is this? Have, sorry, not a video. <laughs> Apologies. No, our episode. <laughs> we we did not do an interpretive dance of David. That would have been fucking dancing slash masturbating wild, before the ark. Wild, wild, wild. Okay, so um, basically, the last place that the ark is mentioned in scripture is Second Chronicles, which is a really long book that is not worth reading. Um, (laughs) King Josiah celebrating Passover and Josiah tells the Levites or the priests, like put the Ark into the temple that Solomon built. And so it's interesting, right? Because there's all these theories about where the Ark went. If it was a real Mm -hmm. thing, which You know, I feel like it's kind of like asking, where did all the gold that was on top of the pyramids go? Like, huh, you just leave a gold thing hanging around. I wonder where it went. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if it had been plundered by like the Babylonians, which is one theory. um, Right. So take a drink. It was plundered by the Babylonians. They would have chopped it up. Or maybe it would have been trophy for a few years. But, you know, eventually it would be like, this is just a lot of gold. Yeah, they're just going to turn it into, into coins or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's hard to say. I I don't remember if I was told. No, I wasn't. I was like, I couldn't remember if I was told that it was taken to heaven because some people were told that the ark was taken to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's another theory. Because John in, in the book of Revelation states that um, during his acid trip is like, oh, the ark's going to come back it's after the second coming of Christ. Like, mm-hmm. is it? Okay. Why? Who? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I remember. What is my, the purpose? You already have my, Christ. Yeah. In my homeschool level, you know, education, <laughs> I remember a teacher telling me that like, you're going to hear on the news someday that they found the Ark of the Covenant. And that's going to be the beginning of the end times, you know. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. They're going to find it? Yeah. We Um, all know that there's just huge stashes of gold hidden everywhere on the planet. (laughs) You mm -hmm. just find them. Just boxes full of gold everywhere. That's yeah, that's great. I was definitely told it was still around and people were still people were still looking for it and that it would be really important to find. Once again, I'm confused. It's like seems like my my mother and and St. John the the drug tripper, which like no shade, but like you're crazy. Both were like well, it it we need to find it. It's important. It's like we already have Jesus. Like mission mm-hmm. accomplished arc like what we don't need you anymore (laughs) Mm -hmm. um like what why why so i'm i'm very confused by by that theory there is a like the longest holding theory is that the ark sailed down up i guess it'd be up 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 the nile to ethiopia Hmm. and there is a uh there's a church in ethiopia that has claimed to have had the ark uh since i think like the 15th century um which is that was a doozy it has a little teeny tiny this particular chapel that ostensibly has has the ark Mm -hmm. nobody's allowed inside has a little teeny tiny fence around it and yeah this is just apparently a theory that exists that the abyssinians are in possession or a people group in ethiopia we've had it yeah have had it there was a so on on june 25th 2009 the patriarch of the orthodox church of ethiopia said that he was going to unveil the ark of the covenant the next day on live tv essentially and so the next day arrives i'm assuming there were some cameras there at least and uh homie comes out and is like actually it's fine. The ark is fine. Mm-hmm. Everything is okay. <laughs> you can go home. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is this is this is like kind of ostensibly the place that like or like the longest running like claim to have the thing. Also, Justin, now that I am thinking about this, it would actually be feasible to fucking fake make the ark. Like oh, you sure. wouldn't actually need that much gold just to like cover the little box. You can make it look like, like you can put an angel on and then tear yeah. it off and then put it on the other side. So it looks like one of the angels, one of the cherubim got taken off of it and you could save some money that way. I mean, you don't have to have the poles, right? You can just make it look like the poles got disappeared because that's the easiest part to take. Obviously you can carry that just one person. I think they should do this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would actually, 
I would pay money for them to do this. Nice. <laughs> Although I do think people would die. So maybe I wouldn't. I feel like once again, I feel like people would go full Indiana Jones and be like, actually that shit's ours. Some random ass American evangelical. It's gonna be like, look, I get to have this because God said, and also I'm white. So more evidence. So maybe I wouldn't do that, but that would be fucking hysterical. My, yeah. So there's a few other places that people claim to have the Ark. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> have you, have do you, did you read at all about um, Ron Wyatt? I know that name because of the dinosaur thing. Okay. Because well, of the, one of the dinosaurs. <laughs> Oh, I actually hadn't put that together. He's connected so, somehow to the dinosaur story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of Ebenezer. Um, I swear to fucking God he is. Or, so mm, on No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm wrong. Correcting myself live on the air. He's one of the Ark the Noah's Ark hunters, is Ron Wyatt. Okay. He thinks that the that the Ark is in Turkey. The oh, well, Noah's Noah's boat. God, so Ronald this is confusing. Wyatt. This is confusing. Ronald, <laughs> who died in nineteen ninety nine. Okay. He um he claims to have discovered the Ark of the Covenant. Really? Um, I thought he only had I thought he only claimed to know where Noah's Ark was. Okay, this is oh, amazing. He, he knows where the Ark of the Covenant is too. This is excellent. Oh, it, it allegedly so it's it's confusing. I'm not gonna get all the details right, but allegedly he found it in the garden tomb, or so where we believe that Jesus' body was buried. Um, it's also where the Ark of the Covenant is behind like a secret door, maybe that people can't discover. Um, he had kind of an out of body experience that led him to this location. And according to his defenders, the Israeli government is engaged in a huge cover up. Uh-huh. And so, which, you know, again, like the, the, the whole, the, their alibis aren't that great you know what i mean they're always like the, the government of the place where this thing is is you know against, wants to uh, keep it intact yeah once yeah so he found it in the garden tomb oh it he gets even better it. he found, he found it, it. So he saw it he found a black substance uh, and only he's seen it by the way but he found a black substance uh, along the mercy seat that he identified as blood uh, that he Orc got blood yeah, what? Or, or, yeah, some kind of black substance which he identified as blood, and he sent to a lab in Jerusalem, and they allegedly found that not only was the blood still "quote unquote" living, um, mm. similar to our earlier term biologics, um, <laughs> the blood was still living. Um, it had only twenty-four chromosomes, twenty-three from the mother and one Y chromosome from another non-human oh, source. Yes, yes, oh, get yes, fucked. yes. This is what this is what they say. Um, um, and the Israelis cried out. This is, again, according to his account. Um, where did you get this? Uh, what is it? And Ron, with deep emotion, told him, this is the blood of your Messiah. <laughs> so Jesus was crucified on the Ark of the Covenant. Yes. So his theory is that the, the post hole that the Romans dug the cross in just the blood so flowed to be okay down the blood flowed into down into the ground the where ground. the ark of the covenant was buried and yeah they found jesus blood on the ark of the covenant and and you can't find evidence of this you know like and there's another guy jonathan gray who was a close associate wrote a couple books about it like i mean it's 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 in the lore um 
for sure. And it's again, like, you know, these discoveries, like this is like, you know, pseudo archeological stuff, you know, like this is like people that are talking about Atlanteans having advanced technology are the people that go for this kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> so yeah, like the, the finding the real Mount Sinai, like his other claims to fame. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, and so yeah, his discovery of the Ark is wrapped up, you know, with like his, he was also a seven day Adventist. And so like, there's just all kinds of stuff that goes. Oh, they this. have a lot of cults that we probably need to talk about actually. Yeah, well, he's one of he's in one of them, and you know he again like so a lot not of the vis- Waco one, but no. one of them. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah, he's you know he just has a lot of visions and out of body experiences that lead him to all kinds of things. Like you know, so so Wyatt's discoveries, um, you know, blood on the mercy seat, you know, um, but like you know, there's the Ark of the Covenants. There's he found the seven golden candlesticks, the table of shewbread, the altar of burnt incense, the ephod, priest, mar- you know, like. The he sword the whole, that belonged the to Goliath. He He's found, found the whole thing. Yeah. He found cool. Noah's body. He found Noah's wife's body. Okay. Um, what? Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, you know, like he, he's found all these things, you know. I don't, I don't know why you don't know about this. Um, I, I'm, I'm shocked that I don't know about all of the things. Yeah. Um, and, oh, okay. So, you can't find this cave now because the cave concealed for the Ark is not for our eyes. He lost because God it. does not wish us to see it. Ron lost the cave. Yeah. Sorry. God, that God is, lost the cave. I think that is actually no, the That is my story. That's what I'm choosing to believe. Ron lost it. He yeah. uh, went there and then couldn't figure out where he, where he, where he found it because he was in a fucking trance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and couldn't where get he back. Managed to get the blood, but not, you know, the gold. But I love, hate this so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So blood once blood is exposed to air it like it's going to be dying immediately it's it's not unless it's, it's on the ark of the covenant it's human tissue well if it's on the ark of the covenant and it's fresh blood then sure if you take in like jesus's fresh ass blood then <laughs> was still wet okay i'll i'll buy that sure jesus blood is always wet <laughs> why why? It's always, it's always living. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Um, I like, I actually can't believe this. These people are such like fantastical thinkers. Mm-hmm. And I imagine they're doing all of this sober. Like we've talked about a couple of just completely wackadoo people recently, including Joseph Smith. <laughs> These yeah. people are interesting. They're very interesting. Yeah. So, but yeah, this particular, yeah, allegedly the blood sample, you know, didn't have the regular, you know, 46 that we have. It just had 23 chromosomes. Okay. So that would have been sent to a research institution, probably not in Israel. And that's not even like shade. That's just like Israel doesn't have the hugest institutions because it's a small country. So if that had been the case, people would have Mm -hmm. wanted to study that. I'm assuming they just threw it out or something. Well, no, I mean, again, and according to his apologists and people that support him, it's, you know, the the Israeli government has it under lock and key. They don't want anyone to know about it. Again, having something that you own under lock and key is not a conspiracy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's your shit. Like, we're not letting people come in to steal our shit. Like, how dare you? Yeah, I mean... 
I can, I can, the whole chromosome thing. Okay. I think that's bullshit, but like, let's, let's just assume for a second. He did find the Ark of the Covenant. Like, and I'm like an Israeli person that doesn't want a bunch of Westerners coming in and stealing my shit. They already like, stole well, your whole goddamn religion. Yeah. They stole our religion. And uh, I mean, again, like, like, I feel like I need to put a lot of asterisks around what I just said there when it comes to Israel, Israel and colonization and Westerners. But anyway, let's just. No, I mean, I think I think you're absolutely right from from that perspective. Like, yeah, you you would. That's how an Israeli person, I suspect, would feel that like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, they're going to come and take this shit. This is not our book. Like we came Mm -hmm. up with this. We went through all that bullshit with God. So, like, we get to keep the fucking ark. Like, that's how I would feel. We get to keep the Hobbit box. Right. like that like yeah and i like i completely understand what you're saying in terms of like wanting to kind of qualify it because of you know people who have been colonized can't immediately turn around and colonize other people there are many instances of this in history throughout Mm -hmm. history so yeah but i think that like from the perspective of just like your average israeli citizen i'm sure they'd be like um fuck you like no you don't get to just come and take our stuff anymore yeah, no, we're sorry. a real boy now you can't take yeah. our na- <laughs> all of our national treasures i am yeah that just seems like a normal human response to me <laughs> yeah to be like no you don't get this especially if you found all that shit like in one spot like no. noah's body yeah noah's oh body no we get to keep that Oh my gosh, what is, what are, what, like, what animals have those little, like, troves that they dig where they just, like, hide all of their treasures? <laughs> That's what God did. It's like a niffler. <laughs> just like, okay, <laughs> this is where I put all my stuff. I mean, he found it. That's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. Ron found, Ron found the things. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. And then got mad that he wasn't allowed to steal them. <laughs> yeah, I had heard this before, like years ago, and it, I had forgotten it until I was doing just some Googling for this episode. And I was like, holy shit, I forgot all about this. And I, it got even weirder than I even remembered it. So um, That's amazing. Noah's body. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck would you know it was Noah? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just carbon dated it by test, but by like tasting the femur. And <laughs> like, they don't believe in carbon dating. So like, how would, how would they do this? I, I know like, what, it's kind I know of a what. wonder they believe in DNA, to be honest. <laughs> like you can't see it. Like I'm shocked they believe in it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't realize that we were inadvertently turning this into like a whole like treasure hunting theme for the summer, but I kind of fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> Evangelical yeah, just, treasure hunters. Yeah, this is like national treasure, bananas. but better. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. What are, what are what are we going to do with this? I don't even I know. I don't know. I feel like this needs to be a book or like I know, a movie. Right? Like, this needs to be a movie. <laughs> I will, I'm going to cast Nicolas Cage. As Ronald Wyatt right oh now. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, I mean that's fair. I would, I would, I mean, I'd cast Nick Offerman, I think, but like, Ooh, mm, yes. yes, but I mean, I, it, like, obviously Nicolas Cage has, I don't know, right of first refusal or whatever that's called. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's gonna pass on this project or not? Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I would enjoy watching this film Mm -hmm. for sure this is fucking hysterical and like why they think they just get to take this shit it's like it exists 
Ergo, it is ours. And it's like, it's Christians. It's American Christians. It's like, mm-hmm. you're like last on the fucking list when it comes to who gets to have the Ark. Like, <laughs> you don't rank. You didn't exist. Yeah. Why? Oh my gosh. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm glad we solved that. Too, too bad Ron lost the cave. Yeah, he misplaced the cave. It's it's fair. I can't. I can barely remember hikes that I've already done. So you know, I can't mm, say I blame him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And caves, they're like they'd be hard to navigate. They all look alike. It's true. Every cave looks alike. How are you supposed to tell them apart? It's like a what? My Minecraft. You do the trick where you throw the torches on the left oh, side okay. of the cave so that you <laughs> nice. know where you've been. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, they didn't have Minecraft back when Ron was alive, so he didn't See? know to do that. That's right. Some teenager today could find that thing. Uh-huh. Oh, man. All right, this well, is incredible. Anything else to add? No, I just like, I just, yeah, I just want the little, the little hobbit box that could. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like giving off radiation and like literally giving people cancer, like as they're watching it. Yeah, God is an irradiated Mm-hmm. Hobbit vampire. He is. Oh my gosh. He is. It's true. <laughs> we need to make a t-shirt that says that and that's ask me how I know. <laughs> it's like it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> Let's give you the dimensions here. And then Aaron's staff, that's the kicker. Oh my gosh. It requires blood. <laughs> it doesn't get blood, it gets cranky. Sometimes human blood, but not always. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. human blood. True. He's like he's like he's like he's like the Cullens that way. He can go for animals in mm-hmm. between. But you know, at just a certain point, a human is the only thing that satisfies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. This story is nuts. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently this vampire who masquerades as Yahweh only has twenty-four chromosomes. <laughs> I feel there's got to be there's got to be a joke in there somewhere for people who are like, I don't believe in pronouns. So I got to sit with that for a while, but I'm sure I'm going to have a comeback for somebody on Twitter very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I feel like by definition, you would be some kind of trans intersex something or other if you only had 24 chromosomes. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's even possible, but I would be interested to google that some more yeah no i don't think it's there's not a lot of fucking around you can do with chromosomes and still be like mm-hmm. a viable fetus mm-hmm. it's a pretty or narrow 23, sorry not 24 um, pretty narrow window of well, yeah because we didn't sequence the genome till like a nine like the yeah. late 90s yeah so, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Would like, have been like clinton that, sure. clinton was clinton was in office when that mm-hmm. project yeah. got completed and it, it was a really big deal yeah. um because it's just like a massive amount of data <laughs> Uh, yeah. So maybe that's, maybe that's what it was. He just got, he just got damaged DNA in his, in his black Jesus blood. I mean, it's possible that orc blood only has 24 crumbs. <laughs> Shut up. But, okay. That's it. We're done. We're done. This is over. This Lord of the Rings is actually the earth. Turning, turning the, turning the mics off. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. 
Stay tuned for the Lord of the Rings is actually real history podcast later. (laughs) That'll be our bonus episode. Patrons Mm -hmm. only. Pre-flood geography. I can't. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, yeah, we got to be done. Okay. I'm out. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. I appreciate your time. And stay tuned for that maybe podcast. Maybe there might be a patron (laughs) special where we just riff on Lord of the Rings. I appreciate listening. I hope you have a great week. Stay away from small gold boxes. Uh, Very far away. Yeah. All right. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.